Yeah, episode one thirty. Recording this on July second, which, by the way, let me say that um, June was our biggest month ever in the history of the Bobbycast. So, to everybody who listens to this, thank you, because this thing was just Mike D and myself in a tiny room in a condo, and now it's just Mike D and myself in a slightly <laughs> larger room in a house. Yeah, <laughs> but we got a bigger table, so that's a thing. We, this thing is, has turned into something, and everybody that downloads it and listens to it and then shares it, like we appreciate that, and we see it whenever you post it and you tag us. We see it, we see it. So thank you so much. And, and uh, yeah, about that. This thing's a, it's a thing now. It is. I like getting tagged on Insta stories of people listening to it. Yeah, me too. And people probably think we don't ever see that stuff too. I see it all. Yeah, me too. I think I see it all. But, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, let me say, we would not be able to be here without you listening, sharing it, and, of course, without our awesome sponsors. Because, And, by the way, we've, I don't know that we've ever been paid. <laughs> Just being completely honest. By the way, I don't, I've never, I haven't seen a penny. I don't know where it goes. So if I, when I say it's getting bigger, I don't know where it goes. Eventually, something's going to get something from it. Yeah. But right now, I, we... I'm going to be completely honest with you. We're not doing this for money. Because Mike ain't seen a dime and I ain't seen a dime. <laughs> we are just doing this because we love it. We don't know why. But we have great sponsors. They're paying somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, I have a sleep number bed. You've heard me talk about my sleep number bed many times. I love it. I do. Maybe you've considered a sleep number bed and thought you couldn't afford one. But let me just tell you, before you do anything, You've got to go to a Sleep Number store and experience adjustable comfort. For a limited time only, queen mattresses start at only $5.99. The Sleep Number bed lets you adjust your mattress firmness or softness on each side. Whatever you like, it's the perfect bed for couples. You can actually feel how it contours to your neck, your shoulders, your back, your hips, and more proper spinal alignment. At a Sleep Number store, you can see the science behind your Sleep Number. They have individual fit pressure mapping technology. My Sleep Number setting is a 30, going out during the lowest prices of the season to find the Final closeout on a Sleep Number Queen C2 mattress with adjustable comfort on both sides. Now only $599.99. That's right. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash bones to find the store nearest you. That's right. Sleepnumber.com slash bones to find the one nearest you. And here we are. It's a Monday. And um, when you hear this, we're probably not going to be on the radio for a bit because July 3rd, July 4th, that's the whole thing. Um, I'm going to go, actually tonight, it's Monday, after you hear this, it'll be over, but I'm playing with Charlie Warsham. Are you going to tell him? I am. You have to, do the, we have to run the morning show, huh? Yeah. On the holiday? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's pretty easy. I just hang out there by myself. Yeah. So, mm. I'm used to it. Well, if you want to come out, I'm doing this uh, show with Charlie Warsham. Play some Charlie Warsham, if you don't mind. Mm. Who's been on the Bobby Cast before. He's a fantastic artist. He's a superb guitar player. None around town is... Maybe the best. And so uh, he, he does something every Friday when he's doing a residency, I believe, at the uh, the, the Basement East. The Basement East. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> I've never been there because I'm not cool. I've been um, there a lot. Oh, is that why they have punk shows there? Yeah. Oh, turn up a little bit. Here's Charlie Warshaw. What you gonna do? Life is a record, better cut your groove. So Charlie Warsham says, hey, come out. I said, I'd love to. He said, do you know anyone else who wants to come out? And I respect Charlie so much. I actually made that call where I would never do that. 
but I'm Charlie and I are, are decent friends. You know how good friends you're gonna be with somebody you don't see that often because he's on the road a lot. And but um, I said, yeah. Hey, so I called up Brandon from Lanco, the leasing or Lanco, um, and I said, hey dude, let's go do this because I like Brandon a lot too. We don't we get to spend a lot of time together. So we're gonna go out to Basement East and play tonight. And Charlie said, hey, he's got a great band. He said, we'll play whatever you want. It's a 90s country night. What are you going to sing? <laughs> and so I have to do covers. And I thought, because what I do mostly is, if someone like a Darius Rucker says, hey, and most times I say no, if it's just a thing. But I'm close with Darius. It was for St. Jude's. I said, hey, come out. He said, do some covers and do an original. I said, I'll do a cover and one two-minute original. <laughs> Because really, people don't want to hear me sing. If, if the Raging Idiots are playing and it's a whole experience, come to that because that's fun. That's a, that's a theme park more than it is you know, taking in a vocal event. Uh, so Darius, I went out and did Chick-fil-A, two-minute song. Some People know that one by now a little bit, too. Yeah. And then we did a Beastie Boys song. And so uh, Charlie said, come out, dude. He's like, pick the three to four covers you want to do. And I was like, nobody wants to hear me sing for four <laughs> songs. Again, unless it's the Raging Idiots, which is like Disney World, which, you should go to those shows. I'm not going to lie to you. Those are, those are awesome. But me, but myself, I don't have my crazy band. We're not doing a thing. But here are the three songs I've chosen. Now, he also asked me what key I sang them in, and I said, LOL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Usually, Eddie tells me that stuff. He'll be like, change your key. You know, go up high. Um, but um, the songs I have, uh, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox from Joe Diffie. Now, before... You think you know all the words to a song because you can sing it perfectly on the radio until you have to actually know the words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so as I was listening to it, I know about 80% of the words perfectly. I know all the chorus, you know. Fill my boots up with sand. Put a stiff drink in my hand. See, I know all the big words. But it's like play it from the beginning because it's like a piano part. It's like... <clears throat> this is the part that didn't play on the radio a lot. Well, I ain't afraid of dying. It's the thought of being dead. See, I want to go where... See, I got to remember this part. The G's been red. Don't send my ashes out to sea. Don't lay me down to rest. You give me my last... If you meet my last request. Now, I think I know all the words from there. I think so. Prop, I know all this. So I'm doing this song. So I got to learn the other 20% tonight. <laughs> and then I'm doing Mercury Blues from Alan Jackson. Well, if I had money, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd go downtown by a Mercury or two. I'm crazy about a Mercury. I think I know all this one. Oh, I'm crazy about a Mercury. I'm going by me a Mercury and cruise it up and down. And there are three guitar solos in this. It's like yeah. a guitar, piano. Yeah, and I love that, too. I can be like, oh, now, play it on. And so there's that one. And then I'm doing Garth that summer, yeah. you know. And nothing Garth is easy to sing, ever. Because Garth is an elite singer. But you only think of a stage presence in him and go, what? You, just, you see the theatrics and the hits more than... Just a pure vocalist. I saw Garth do a one-man show in Vegas, and he sang the whole time with him and his guitar. Changing how I looked at Garth. I, he was already my favorite because of his songs. But when he sang, I, I thought to myself, oh, he could have been any format and been a superstar. Because he sang that pure. Because he was singing in that show that I saw in Las Vegas, hits from the 60s and 70s and Motown hits and, and crushing them. And I was like, oh, it didn't matter what he did. He just chose country. That's, that's where his heart was. He did it. He would have been anywhere. 
And so uh, I'm doing that song. But it play, that, that version, you can't get it on the internet. No, you can't find it anywhere. You have to download one of those, because that's not Garth you play. Mm-mm. That's, a, that's like some band that's Con- covering Garth. It's like Country Studio or something. I think Amazon. Yeah, I think it's the only place. Or and I, I have Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime Music. Mm-hmm. I probably get that there, huh? Yeah. But do you have that from the beginning at all? Yeah. I wonder if I know all. And I probably know 95% of this. On the radio, I know it all. Sing it along. I went, I went to work, work for her last summer. That's right. A teenage kid so far from home. She was a lonely widow woman. Helping to make it on her own. I, I can probably do this one. I feel pretty good. And what you can't see, wherever you are now, I was playing air guitar along yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Weed fields as far as you can see. Oh, we both needed something from each other. Both needed something from each other. Not knowing yet what that might be. I wish I went to the chorus, but it doesn't. Till she came to me one evening. Ah, yeah. High cup of coffee and a smile. In a dress. In a dress that I was certain. She hadn't worn in quite a while. I could do that one pretty good. I gotta do that tonight. I gotta study up. You know what I mean? How do you study? I don't just sing it over. I do not have a good memory of remembering lyrics. So it has to turn into muscle memory for me. I can't think about it. I have to do it so many times. Sometimes I still mess up songs I wrote. Like when I grow up, I mean, I've written like five songs, right? And I still mess them up. Uh, so that's what I'm doing with uh, Charlie Warsham on Monday night. I don't know when you'll hear this, but uh, come out. He does it every Friday. You can see that. I was reading this story. About this eight-foot alligator they found at Walmart. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Corpus Christi. In the video posted online, the men are holding onto the gator while a third wraps tape around the animal's jar. Jaw, excuse me. No injuries were reported. Eight-foot alligator at Walmart. So, by the way, that's a, it's a big gator. Somebody had to put that there. Yeah. Because I had a buddy professional athlete not Andy Roddick that had brought a gator back up to Texas or into that's Texas too but into uh, Austin and it escaped his truck and they ended up finding it like three days later it was in the newspaper like alligator found and he was like oh my god oh no and they found his alligator and he was like that's for me because how else would there be an alligator and it looks like the gator I brought back yeah it's a big gator it's eight foot <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm six foot, little six foot, little six foot one, depending on what shoes I'm wearing. I probably can't say six one if it depends on shoes, can I? No. But don't most people measure in shoes? Most people do. Like we're not at the NFL combine where they have me in my underwear measuring. I feel like I could legitimately say six one if you measure me in tennis shoes. So why can't I just say six one and not feel guilty about it? Because I do. Even then, I was going to go six one. I was like, yeah, you know, six uh, six foot. <laughs> For some reason, my integrity meter turns on whenever it, I'm lying about an inch. And that's in all places. <laughs> I went to see Hall of Notes and Train last night. And uh, Train was really good. They came, Well, first of all, there was a band I had never heard of played first. And I don't want to risk missing Train because it's, they don't do a lot of those kind of co-headline-y shows. And, um, but I went and there was some band I was pretty good. I don't, I don't know who it was. But uh, Train was really good, and that they played the hits and some new stuff. But that guy, 
Pat Monahan, mm-hmm. elite level singer, and just always seems to have been about 38 years old. Even when he was younger than that, and even now. When he was 25, he looked 38. When he's like 50, he looks 38. Like the guy just hasn't moved on the age meter. And he was out there killing it. They were actually fantastic. They did Drops of Jupiter to close it out. They have a bunch of songs with crazy words. Until you're trying to sing along with it, like I was at the show. Like if you were to play Hey Soul Sister, it's all just rambling. Because you're like, I don't even know what they're saying there. Great songs, by the way. But I, rambling maybe isn't the fair term. A lot of random lyrics put together. So there's... I'll save you more singing here. I, I, I got my fix there. But here's some of the lyrics here. Let's see what they say. I don't know what any of that means. Your sweet so there's that, and then Meet Virginia. It was, it was a good show. And then um, Hall and Oates came on. We've had John Oates on this before. Yeah. They talk too much. Really? Yeah. And I left a little bit early, but yeah, they talked a lot. And they're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, and they have a million hits, but they played a bit too much new stuff for me at the beginning. They probably finished the show with hit after hit. And I didn't get to see, you make my dreams come. I think that's what they close on. And it's funny to say this as one of probably one of the younger people at the show, but I was tired. (laughs) It was late. (laughs) Um, We ended up going to Dirks' bar anyway afterward, which really wasn't the plan. But then we had a good time over there. Uh, They were good. And they're old. Look up uh, how old Daryl Hall is. Is is he 70? Daryl Hall. He's got to be over 65. He's like the coolest grandpa. Oh, gran- wow. He's 71. He is. Okay. He's the coolest grandpa when he's playing. And so they're good. They just, for me, I didn't know some of the new stuff or newer stuff. And uh, they talked a lot. John Oates didn't talk a lot. He didn't talk very often. Daryl Hall does. But he's still good. So I did that last night. And then we went over to Dirk Bentley's bar, which is, which I've only been over there once. It was that night that we went. Oh, yeah. It was open. And it was a, I mean, went to my home on a Friday night or Saturday night, and I go out and so we just walked across the street and um, went and danced a bit. Oh, Nikita, I saw you dancing on your. There were a ton of listeners there, ton, and so I just hung out with them, and so we, uh, yeah, I mean, we, a bit, I danced for like ten minutes, but it was good. It was fun. Um, did that. I'm not a vegetarian anymore. No. No. What happened? I just got tired. The real goal of it was I didn't want to go on the road for over two weeks and come back fatter and feel gross. And maybe I'd have been the same, but it just felt gross. So I said, okay, well, if I chop meat out, I think that'll help me kind of make better decisions overall. And then I thought, now nah, we'll see if we can do it a month. Then I just, last night I was like, I don't want to do it a month. I've done what I set out to do. Went on the road, didn't come back feeling gross about myself. Because that's tough on the road, you know? Yeah, really hard. Whatever you're eating, it's still, we're, we're in airports all the time and in Ramadas on the side of interstates sometimes. And so, but um, I just decided, eh, I'm done. So I had a little, I had a little beef last night. Dang. Yeah, then I also ate some on some nachos. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was good. It was a good run. It really didn't make me feel any different, though. Better. 
I'll be honest with you. Really? Not yeah. At all? I, but again, I don't think I made the wisest decisions all the time, and I was moving around a lot. But yeah, it was, I, I'm not. A, I'm not that anymore. What else do I have? How about this? Ed Sheeran's being sued for a third time. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. Being sued $100 million in damages for ripping off Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Which, by the way, that Marvin Gaye family, very litigious, are they? Yeah. Apparently he wrote every song. Every song <laughs> that is somewhat soul-based. They'll have some of that yes. money, please. The suit accuses Sheeran and co-writer Amy Wodge of copied and exploited Marvin Gaye song for thinking out loud, including melody, rhythms, harmonies, drums, bass line, backing chorus, tempo. Jesus. Okay, here is uh, Thinking Out Loud from Ed Sheeran. So honey, now Take me into your loving arms Here is Let's Get It On. I feel like I have a pretty good ear for this. Whenever Marvin Gaye's estate sued Blurred Lines, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so on this one. I mean, I can hear similarities. There are always similarities. There are only so many chords. There are only... Sure, is it similar? Yeah, but I don't think I'm awarding them $100 million. And I don't know what, where they get that number. A lot of times what people will do is they will then... Let's say Marvin Gaye, they assign him as a songwriter. Now it's a one-third split, and based on the money they've made, it could be $100 million. Or they just go after cash. One of the two things happen. I'm not sure what they're doing with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's say that Ed Sheeran and Amy Wadge made $1 from writing that song because they got a 50-50 share of it, right? So each of them got 50 cents. So let's say you had Marvin Gaye into the mix. Well, now you have three people splitting a dollar, so they each get 33 cents. So maybe that $100 million is $0.33. Cents. So they made $300 million from the song. I don't know. I'm not sure how they, how they get the number. I can't go there on that one. And I like to be the one to go, oh, for sure they stole the song. I like that. That's, that's a tough one. That's one of my hobbies, though, to go, for sure they stole the song. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, Childish Gambino, This Is America, was accused of plagiarism. Here's that song. This is America. Don't get you slipping, no. Don't get you slipping, no. Fans on social media have pointed out that it shares... Similarities with Jace Harley's track, American Pharaoh. So this, this is American. Here is American Pharaoh. I'm young and I'm black in America. They try to attack and embarrass us. Y'all don't want your daughters to marry us. But they let us dick so I tear it up. Got a wedded and married nurse. Half of society scared of us. My nigga, I'm young with no barriers. So if you owe me money, just... Police killed my best friend. They shot him dead. <laughs> that's a tougher one it's really tough because I think one or the you know you have a a melody with the lyrics so the melody would be don't catch you slipping up but anything can go in that melody so if it's like you know this is America that would be the melody of the vocals and then the music is also different let's act like that's a there's the bread and then the the meat on top of it. it. It sounds like the bread and the meat are both being, they're both similar. If it was one or the other, I would say, I don't know. They both are pretty similar. Yeah. Even the beat. Play it. This is America again. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping Play American Pharaoh. I'm young and I'm black in America. And he also says America too. I didn't think about it. I didn't even hear it the first time. First thing that stood out to me. 
Mm. But they love this D, so I tear it up. Also a nice line there. Huh. I'd have to get down into that. I can't go right into... I, I can't go right and give him all the money. I don't even know if he's suing. American Pharaoh. I just saw people talk. It's a news story. Yeah. That's pretty close, though. The Ed Sheeran one, that's not a thing to me. Like, I can hear okay a, l- a bit. Play Ed Sheeran again. This is thinking out loud. So honey, now. Because they said they stole everything. Baseline, backing yeah, chorus. Yeah, they're going after everything. Take everything. Let's get it on. The bass does sound the same. The bass line does. That's the, bass. That's the only I can. I can Did hear. you hear that too? Yeah. When I just isolated my ears on just listening to the bass line, it does sound similar. A lot of things sound similar. I'm having trouble with that one. This is this is America. I, I'm a bit more sold on. But again, guys. Any song sounds like another song. Yes. Any song sounds like another song. You're not going to find... You just have to find purposeful intent on stealing. And some people do it subconsciously. You ever watch that comedy special about how people steal jokes subconsciously? Yeah. You hear something, you go, oh, that's funny. And it stores up as something funny to talk about and think about. And then you go, oh, and then a situation comes up where you're writing. Oh, you know what's funny to me is this. And you can't... And you don't even know you did it. And you're like, oh no. I've done that before. And who knows if I've done it since because I don't know what I don't know. Where I've gone, oh, that's a funny thing. And maybe even like a meme. You read a meme and you go, yeah. that's a funny concept. And you store it and you, then you go, oh, you know what would be funny? I want to write about somebody. Well, you go to Chick-fil-A. Write Chick-fil-A. You know how many people, <laughs> by the way, have written songs about Chick-fil-A on Sunday just since I wrote that song. Because we wrote that song. Because yeah. me you and Brandon wrote that song. Right? Yeah, Wichita. Yeah. So I should say we. Since there have been other songs come out, Chick-fil-A on Sunday, like a rapper. They didn't steal it. I really don't think they stole it. I also think there's something to the fact that like-minded people have like-minded ideas. I don't think that every joke that comedians do that's the same. Someone's downstairs. Would you go let them in? I'm going to talk for a second. Thank you. Okay. My point was, that I don't think every comedian's joke that's the same has to be stolen. I think sometimes people that think alike also create alike. The NFL denies the Chiefs lineman request to add MD to his jersey. Laurent DeVerney Tardif, I hope I said that right. We talked about this. He got a medical degree. He's MD, and he wants to add it to his jersey. I don't know why they want his name. It's his legal name. They were excited about an NFL player with MD on his jersey. Because it'll look cool for kids. Like, oh, look at this. NFL player is also a doctor. How about that? Also new on Netflix, Glow Season 2. Started that. Up. I'm three episodes in. They're only 30-minute characters. Um, yeah, it's good. I like Glow. And I like that it's 30 minutes. So if you're Netflixing it, that'd be cool. And by the way, let me say this. This is uh, in my news here. My book, Fail Until You Don't, lands at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And I've ended the book tour and... Thank you very much. If you're listening to this, you probably had a big piece of that. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, Mike D was with me whenever, Mike D's back up here now, whenever I got the email saying the book went number one. Yeah. And my response was, but really, what is it? (laughs) Skeptical at first. I was like, number one, number one in what? Like (laughs) authors whose names start with B. Like, what do you mean number one? Because I got this email with all exclamation points. They were like, yeah. I was like, but really, but, but what could I have, to, what's the other list it could have been on to be bigger? And they're like, no, 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 it's the biggest that it could have been in, the, you know, in this. So, um, yeah, 
and people are buying it for other people as gifts and they're like gifting them. I think that's a pretty funny thing and cool. And I mean, I just, some of the, some of the listeners are buying them and going, Hey, I bought this. Who wants it on Twitter? And then I just retweet it or, and then someone else says, I'll take it. And they're just passing it along. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. I can't believe it. I have two New York times bestsellers. Dude, that's crazy to me. That is like <laughs> having, you know, Lou Bega had a hit. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful hit. Mambo number five. One hit wonder. I was happy spending my life as right said Fred. I'm too sexy. He had one hit. I had a hit. I had a bare bones. I never expected that to be a hit. I had a hit. It was amazing. And I wrote a second one. I cannot believe it's a number one book. So thank you to everybody who read it and bought it. And I don't, I don't know. It's crazy. Mike D's got a couple pages in there too. Yeah. People had me sign in their copy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and for everybody that came out, and like you can watch the Instagram TV now, and there's a two and a half minute video. It's a mini docu that Mike shot. It's uh, it's crazy that people wait in line. I, I, the fact that people wait in line for me to sign their book is crazy to me. And I, I, there's this stage of guilt because I don't, I hate that people want to spend part of their day. I feel like they're wasting part of their day to come meet me. Like I do. I feel like, oh, why are they doing this? I'm, I'm not, but then we get there and I go, okay, I want to spend a long time with each person. But then I feel guilty for the people in the back of the line. They have to wait the whole time. So I'm like, I got to find a, the whole thing is just uncomfortable for me because I just, I guess I just don't feel like I'm worth it, Mike. I guess that's what it all comes down to. But uh, everybody that came out, it, it was just crazy. I, I wish I could actually convey it, how grateful I am. But I guess these words will have to do. Uh, downstairs, that would be the, the woman that's going to cut me, right? That would be it. Well... How long is this? Uh, 25 minutes. Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Who knew? We went on for a long time about nothing, I guess, at the <laughs> beginning. Uh, okay, well, it's Monday, and uh, when this is recorded, I'm going to do a Monday night thing with Charlie Warsham. I don't know if we'll be back. We may, we may not. It's supposed to be vacation, but I don't do vacation very well. Thank you very much, and yeah, we'll see you next time on the Bobbycast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>